faith, 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 family, the single life. Most of us dream alike, but we don't think alike. Gotta learn to hustle if you want the finer things in life. Riding as a couple, or maybe it's just a single flight. But highly if you need advice, that's right, advice. If you're trying to be a wife or living the dad life, maybe you moving slow or whipping the fast life. Either way, just pull up. Come on, get an ad ice. Just chill. Hey guys, Miss Icy here for Grow Through, the intersection of faith, family, and single life. Thanks so much for tuning in and being such a great support. So in this particular segment, before we get started, I just wanted to talk to you firstly, um, just about being consistent. I had a really great conversation with a good friend literally the other day, and it really kind of sparked my interest in consistency and I do have a really awesome interview a little later in the show but firstly I wanted to talk to you about consistency and where it kind of is being pushed in my life right now so I will not lie something that I've always kind of struggled with was being consistent being able to be dependent on being able to be in a position where I'm not a lack I'm more of an asset you know in in that regard and so I wanted to kind of talk to you about consistency because we are entering into a new phase. You know, a lot of things are going to be inconsistent because we're having a rise in COVID case, cases and a lot is going on with families and the political space and the global space. Um, but consistency is always going to be key. Consistency is always going to be important because there's so many times that we might as a family or individual life or on our job as a team, you know, you might come into some sort of inconsistency. But I wanted to give these eight rules to be more consistent in your life. Um, and I found these rules from developgoodhabits.com. And along with the conversation that is going to occur a little later in this segment, I thought it was important to, you know, find some good reminders for myself. And again, what's good for the gander is good for the goose. So uh, let's go into point number one. So number one is develop consistent habits. This is a good one because one, when we think of the things that we're supposed to be consistent at, they usually are wrapped into whatever we desire. And if we are consistent in what we desire, then more than likely the discipline will be built up regardless of whether or not you're lacking in discipline, you're lacking in consistency. I heard this really great quote the other day. People are not lacking in discipline, they're lacking in consistency. It's not that we don't desire to go, for example, to go and work out or to be more efficient in our passions or whatever it's that we haven't built up the initial consistency that repeat effort to do that thing over and over again and because of that the discipline falls through and I thought that was a really great way to kind of segue into uh, handling mistakes in our routine because sometimes which is point number two handling mistakes in our routine sometimes what we what we tend to do is because we messed up inside of a routine that we're trying to do uh, or complete, you know, like if somebody says, you know, for the next 30 days, I'm not going to curse. And within those 30 days, you curse or within those 30 days, you slip up, whatever. People stop the routine. 
Um, another great example was I, I used to be really good friends with a drug addict. He was uh, dealing with particular, you know, substance abuse issues. And he was so upset that he had used, which was kind of funny. Well, it wasn't funny. Excuse me. It was interesting because I had to remind him. I was like, dang, you have been on a go for literally eight years. You messed up one time. Don't let this one time mess up the whole aspect of, you know, your recovery. Like it was just one time and I get it. You know, you want to be sober and you want to be able to count that as a win and you don't want to have to start over and blase blase. But, you know, the devil will have you think that just because you messed up once you aren't able or you're not deserving of staying clean or staying clear or staying in a routine because you might have messed up. So. I do want to like emphasize that handling mistakes in your routine does make a big um, issue if you allow it. I mean, if you don't correct how to handle those mistakes. So those setbacks shouldn't be the end all be all. Number three is increase your willpower. This isn't an easy one, so to speak. However, I think willpower is that part of determination you know I do think consistency and determination or discipline uh, go hand in hand with one another because your willpower is what's keeping you getting up in the morning to be on time for work or it's what's telling you to get off of work and go to your you know passion or your business it's what's uh, telling you to get up in the morning to go and work out or go for that walk or, you know, get, just doing your makeup or making sure your hair is like done the way that you would like it to be done. Waking up those 10 extra minutes or whatever, you know, that willpower is what keeps us consistent and building that willpower up through either, you know, getting up and saying immediately, I'm going to pray in the morning to get some strength or I'll meditate in the morning to get some strength. Building your willpower increases your consistency. Uh, point number four is get plenty of sleep. Now, this one is probably a hard one because for me personally, I am not the most, um, I'm not the, the early riser. I definitely prefer staying up late and enjoying the night. Um, but I am learning, um, especially as a teacher, I'm learning that going to bed early does make a really big difference in that routine that I have in the morning because, again, I'm well rested. However, you know, you do what works for you. For me, I know that if I'm going to stay up late, I need to find a time to take a nap during the day. And those days where I know I've, you know, I've woken up, you know, if I've got enough sleep in that night, I don't need to take a nap because then I'm up again all night. So just finding what works for you is essential to making sure that you are consistent in whatever goal you're trying to reach. Um, number five, give yourself time to change your mindset. Now, this kind of ties into handling those mistakes, but giving yourself time to change your mindset around particular habits or just getting yourself focused on what it is you want to complete or whatever that desire may be definitely helps change the aspect of your mind that is 
consistently or had been consistently doing things wrong. And that takes time. It takes time to build Rome and it wasn't built in a day. And there's new things that come along every single day that you have to hurdle through. But those things really do help you change your mindset when in every day you're attempting to do something different when you're continually looking to improve on the old thing. But you have to be working consistently with your eyes on the prize to complete that. Um, Tip number six, take advantage of motivational tools. Now, this is a good one for me because um, I'm always suggesting books to read. And the book that I'm reading right now, again, is How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, I know for me, this is just one small thing, but I'm a conversationalist. I enjoy conversation, but I also like making meaningful connections with individuals that I know um, either have something similar that I aspire to be or something I want to learn. Winning friends and creating meaningful connections is important for me. So I want to stay consistent in that. But it also allows me to stay around people that are motivating me and motivating me to do or go after whatever it is that I want to go after. So for me personally, I got rid of a lot of like people that I had been following that might influence me in a space where I'm not necessarily motivated. I'm more jealous of it or something. Um, And that happens in social media and that tends to happen sometimes. But what I'm learning is to stay motivated with things that I desire from people that are either in the same field as me or that are just magnificent, awesome people. And, you know, like, hey, I aspire to be more like them. Number seven, only make promises you can keep. Now, I do think that this is a good one because one, it teaches us to start small. When you're taking baby steps, you can keep those. You know, they say, how do you eat or consume an elephant? And the saying is one bite at a time. Sometimes we attempt to bite off more than we can chew and we can't handle it, which sometimes will make us have a mistake or a drawback or a setback in our attempt to practice more consistency. And To be honest with you, if we took the time to really know ourselves, then we wouldn't be biting off more than what we can chew, which is an opportunity for for us again to change your mindset. So I know right now um, I am currently on a lose weight type of space right now. So I've been changing my mindset. I've been biting off small enough pieces, literally, that I know I can chew. Um, And I've been focusing more on what it will take for me in small, small steps to get those big, big gains that I, I know that are achievable for me because I'm not trying to overload and overdo what I know I'm capable of. Um, And then number eight, which is our last one, make an effort to reward yourself. Um, In that same vein of losing weight, I can tell you straight up, straight up, how I am so grateful to be in a space where I can balance myself out when it comes to eating. Um, Eating is probably like, you know, they say is 80% or 70% of your weight loss journey um, or your fitness journey. And to be able to reward myself with the things that I know I can usually indulge in, but not overdo it these days has been probably like the biggest motivation for me to lose weight because beforehand, I, like I said, I used to indulge. I I mean, I would really indulge. I enjoy chocolate. Y'all have no idea. I enjoy chocolate. 
Um, but I use this as an opportunity for me now to say, well, I see you've done so good through these few days or you've done so good through these five days, whatever it might be, whatever uh, the, the time frame I have for myself. You can have some chocolate or you can you can have a piece of cake or whatever it might be. But I have something like a tracker or something to hold me accountable. And this one is free. This is number nine, I guess you could say. To have someone that is, you know, you can use as an accountability buddy for me. Um, I hired a nutritionist and that's who I've been kind of leaning into. And I go to people who are more knowledgeable to me, that motivational tool um, to help me stay on track and help me understand like how macros and micronutrients work. And that's probably been like the most interesting part of my of my of my goal because I'm rerouting myself I'm relearning um how to exercise or how to eat right and what to eat and what not to eat so that way I can afford to reward myself um and it's in a way that is treating myself not cheating myself and then again like it's important to be account to have someone you can hold yourself accountable to which definitely I appreciate the most. Now, we just went over eight rules to be more consistent in life from developgoodhabits.com. And I suggest you go and read up on them and see what all they, they can motivate, motivate you to do. However, guys, I am looking forward to this conversation that's coming up. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Hey guys, we are back to Grow Through where we discuss the intersection of faith, family, and single life. And I am super excited to bring up this topic and be talking about it because I feel like a breakthrough is here this morning for those of us who are willing to seek it, reach it, and get it. It is there just floating in the atmosphere. And I think that a lot of the breakthrough is going to come through the power of prayer this season. And not just the power of prayer because prayer is a communication, but God has one main language and that is the word. And personally as I struggle to be more aware and more proficient in prayer and reading the word I know that God has been working through this season of my life to inspire me to be more like him and something he's done is stirred up the spirit of prayer in this season of my life and so therefore you know I just want to make sure I share because I've been getting some breakthroughs, guys. I've been getting some real breakthroughs. Before we left, we stopped on number seven for the Church of Jesus Christ.org. They had uh, 10 uh, tips to uh, meaningful, beneficial areas of prayer. Like, how can we have a uh, more enriched prayer life? How, how do we do that? And so, stopping off, we, 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 and so stopping, we left off on number seven. So prayer and regular fasting can help you accept God's will. Let me tell you about this fasting part. Fasting is no joke, okay? It is not, it is not for the weak, all right? Fasting is for those of us who are, you know, learning to have a little more self-control, a little more mental fortitude. Um, I'm a part of a, a prayer ministry, I guess you could say, or a fasting ministry, which would be a lot more accurate. Um, and in this ministry, they are fasting every Tuesday. You are welcome to get on. It is a uh, the quote unquote year of the bride, if y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, and this particular um, woman, she's encouraging us to 
uh, pray, not just for like a husband or a spouse, but for God to bring down his will on our lives. And so every Tuesday I've been attempting, I'm not always successful, but I do take the time to meditate in prayer on these Tuesdays. And I also find time individually on my own time to try to pray again and to fast, excuse me. So Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights before he began his ministry on the earth. As he did this, he communed with his father in heaven in prayer. Likewise, if you pray and fast, you can feel closer to God and better understand the things he wants you to do. Now, I don't know about you, but we've just been leaving off on this, 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 I want to say like a point of reference to make sure that we are in the will and or the direction that the Lord wants us to be in. And prayer and fasting definitely pushes you into that will because quite honestly, let me be honest. And if you haven't fasted before, get into it. Okay. Tap of the brown, get into it because Prayer and fasting changes things. The most important part of fasting for me is building up my self-control. When I've been fasting, I feel like I'm invincible. When I'm fasting, I feel like anything can come to me and I'm going to be cool as a cucumber. When I'm fasting, I feel like, you know, I, I have my body under submission. When I'm fasting, I feel like God is able to talk to me clearly. My prayer life with him is a little more open. I feel like it's a lot more squeaky clean than if I was to be eating and, and feeding my flesh. Prayer changes things. And fasting is definitely a shortcut to get that cleaner listening or that cleaner understanding from what God wants from you because there's no physical distractions. So number seven, number seven, prayer and regular fasting can help you accept God's will. Number eight, prayer can work miracles. So throughout the scriptures, we see many examples of the Lord working miracles as we, as he answers a lot of prayers. So in the Old Testament times, the prophet Daniel was thrown into a lion's den. We know that story because he refused to stop praying. When he prayed to God in the lion's den, angels appeared and closed the mouths of the lions. Could you imagine that? Go ahead, close your eyes real quick. Imagine a lion with no teeth. Like that's what I see. Like, (laughs) that's what I see I see a lion with like with gums that's what I see like not able to do much of anything like literally he he closed the lion's mouths the power of God protecting those who he loves like guys okay that's that's enough of that that's enough of that I'm just I'm gonna uh, let me continue so when he prayed to God in in the lion's den angels appeared and closed the mouths of the lions through daily prayer you can also experience personal miracles such as healing peace and forgiveness for sins. God has been telling me over and over and over, I see you don't need to go to, to deliverance services. You know, like you don't, you don't need to, now don't get me wrong. Like a deliverance service is necessary. Don't get me wrong. But I have been asking the Lord, like, Lord, like, why can't I deliver myself? And I wasn't saying this in a selfish way. I was asking the Lord, like, why can't I come to you and be relieved of the burdens that I, I feel like I carry? And God was like, I see, why can't you? Why don't you feel like you can come to me and unload your baggage? Why don't you feel like you can come to me and feel relaxed in my presence? 
God is working miracles in our lives each and every day. And through the power of prayer, he creates an avenue for us to speak to him about those things that we need deliverance from. I'm not saying that you have to go, I mean, that you don't need to go to a deliverance service or feel like you you, you need community to be delivered. But I'm also saying through the power of prayer, through the power of fasting, through the power of, of faith and works, God is able to cast down all those demons in your lives in your life that you didn't even know that you were dealing with. God will start revealing things in your lineage that you will need to pray against because it's been tied up in the, in the genes for so long. Like God is so good. God is so good. Okay. Number nine, prayer invites the Holy spirit into your life. As you pray daily, you invite the Holy Spirit to be with you and to comfort you and direct you. The Holy Spirit can give you answers, help you feel God's love and bring feelings of peace and joy into your heart. Number 10, prayer helps you become more like Jesus. Jesus set the perfect example of prayer. If you try to follow his example through prayer, you will become more like him and develop a better relationship with him and the heavenly father. Something that always comes to my mind, and I won't lie, I want to be just like this, this verse in the Bible. And all of a sudden I'm forgetting it, but I want to say it's, uh, John 14, Somewhere in John 14, and it talks about how or Jesus says, you know, I'm going away. I'm going to be with the Father. But the things that I've done on earth, you are going to do greater than. And that blows my mind. That blows my mind. I don't feel like I'm there yet just yet. However, that blows my mind because I want that. And I don't want that in a selfish way, but I want to do just as greater works as Jesus did. You know, I want to be able to heal people and restore people and breathe life into people. And, 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 and I want, I want to be in the, in the presence of people that can do the same thing for me. Like I want to be in the midst of those who God favors. Like I want to be there. I want to be one of the people that God favors. Like, and he's, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I know that, you know, we are all favored by the Lord, but you know, you see the people that have like that extra little drizzle. <laughs> I want to be one of, the one of the people with the extra little drizzle. That's all I'm saying. Now, number 11 is a good one because I will not lie. This was one that, that God had revealed to me. He had revealed this to me in my, in my prayer sessions. God wants you to be able to pray so you can remember it is not about you. God wants you to be able to lay out everything because he wants to be able to utilize you in a way that you have not been utilized before. And that is to work through you for other people. When you are able to submit yourself to the Lord and go into a posture of prayer, God will start planting people on your mind. So that way you can pray for these people. There was a time where I was super frustrated. I was super frustrated at work and I was frustrated with some kids in particular. And the other night I was laying in bed and I was like, Lord, I can't sleep. So give me something to do. And he immediately put like four kids on my mind. And here I am at 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. Couldn't go to sleep praying for these three to four students that I know they don't have anybody like that at home to pray for them. Like, I know they don't. I, I'm their teacher. I, I know they don't have that at home. But here God is allowing me to pour into the life of these little babies, these little children. And I know that I'm standing in the gap. 
and I know that I am. And God has been putting me in these positions just through prayer. You can't tell me, guys, that prayer doesn't change things. You can't tell me. And I'm going to continue to pray for these kids. I'm going to continue to ask God to put them on my heart. I'm going to continue to ask God to put the parents on my heart, to put the community on my heart. Lord, God, I'm going to continue to ask God to put the, the, the homeless person that I see on the corner selling roses in my heart. Lord, I, I want to, I just want to have a, a spirit of prayer. I just want, you know, I want the house of prayer in me. You know, I want that in me. And I pray that same prayer for you too today. I don't want us to get off of our, you guys to like sign out today and not have a inkling to go pray. And I don't mean that that little timid prayer that we give to winks and go to bed. Like not, not that one. I mean a fervent prayer. A prayer where you kind of put your heart into it. You you dedicate some time to the sign. And don't get me, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. It is not easy. It is not easy. But I do understand this, guys, that God is placing you in people's lives because you are the prayer warrior that they have been needing knowingly and unknowingly. Okay, awkward silence, but I want to get right back into it, guys. I thank you so much for tuning in to Grow Through, guys, where we discuss the intersection of faith, family, and single life. And I pray that you have been blessed by this conversation or tuning in today to KAZI. If you don't know, now you know we're on the podcast. So if you missed this awesome episode or you heard some great things about it, tune in to your platform for wherever you listen to podcasts. For Grow Through, G-R-O-W-T-H-R-U. Maybe y'all don't know how to spell it, okay? So let me spell it again. G-R-O-W-T-H-R-U, okay? In the meantime, in between time, be blessed, be inspired. Miss Icy, signing out. Stay tuned to Keys to the Streets with Miss Keys.